0: Caroline Dowd-Higgins, host of Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena with wisdom to help you thrive. This podcast provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And today, I am delighted to welcome my special guest to the show, Kat Rose Nelligan.
1: Kat, welcome to the show. Hi, Caroline thanks so much for having me
0: oh I am so delighted I want to tell all of our listeners around the world about you Kat Rose Nelligan helps creative introverts show their work and get the exposure they deserve now she does this through the League of Creative Introverts an online community as well as one-to-one mentoring and online training her aim is to help all of her clients do what they love and realize their dreams. Cat, you're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> While honoring their personality type and preferences, and currently she is researching the links between personality types and creativity, and how we can use our self knowledge to become more confident and get our work seen, shared and sold. Brilliant. Okay. So Kat, bring me back to the beginning. How did you first get interested in personality? Because I too am fascinated by personality. And I look at it through the lens of the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Tell me about you.
1: Well, it's exactly the same for me, but this is a fairly recent discovery for me. Um, I was called a quiet, shy kid all my life. Uh, I guess until I started to, I made some friends at university who were all extroverts. And at the time, I didn't really know still what an introvert or an extrovert was. Uh, But I did start talking to people um, a little bit later when I um, started working, that I had this thing where I would be fine for the first hour or so. You know, I could go to these networking events and even though they weren't very enjoyable, I would be fine for that first, you know, hour, maybe two hours max, then I would just feel super drained and would have to go. So while I had left my shyness and quietness back in my childhood, Uh I still had this kind of social problem. And then a friend said to me as I was explaining this, oh, that's because you're an introvert. And I thought, well, I'm not shy. And then he explained that it's not really to do with that. It's really to do with energy and our preferences and how we process information. And that just really hit home. I think it was a bit like hearing a hor- horoscope where you were like, oh my God, that's so me. And I just had to look into it. Uh, and I think this was a similar time to when Susan Cain's book Quiet started getting publicity. And this just really spoke to me and explained a lot and explained a lot about how I uh, was in, how I, well, responded to my workplace. Uh, I worked in an office for a few years and it was an open plan space. And while I love the people, I just got very drained very quickly.
0: You know, And I couldn't really work out what my... Sorry, go on. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say it is an epiphany. You know, when you realize that it's not about shyness, right? It's about energy. Yeah. But keep going, keep going.
1: Yeah, and I think just since then, um, it was just a matter of me seeing it everywhere. Once I knew, I, I could not unknow. So everyone I was talking to... I would think, hmm, I bet they're an introvert or I bet they're an extrovert. And it all started to kind of click. And the creatives that I was speaking to, so um, even though I realized that networking events uh, had to have a time limit on them if I was going to go to them, the creatives that I was speaking to usually were introverts as well. And I'm not saying uh, more creatives are necessarily introverts, but it did seem to go hand in hand, at least with the ones I was speaking to mostly illustrators, designers, stuff like that. So uh, that's when I just started to think, you know, are there more people out there like me who are trying to make it in this creative industry? Uh, at the time I was doing pet portraits and trying to make my illustration career take off and struggling with certain things that come along with being an introvert. So just talking about our work and some of the things that I think it's not exclusive to introverts, Obviously, there are extroverts out there who struggle with these things too, but I was just noticing a lot of commonalities, and I was using Facebook groups um, to connect with others who felt the same way.
0: You know, I love that journey. Thank you for being so candid and honest, because often in my purview, I think introverts are misunderstood. And sometimes they just need to plug in those batteries and recharge. And it's not that you're not interested in meeting other people at that networking event. But you know, when you've hit your capacity, where extroverts are just energized by other people. So this goes a long way in helping us communicate better in life and in career.
1: Yeah, and I think this is why finding out more about our personality types regardless of what you think about all the different ways of determining our personality types the more we know about ourselves the better because like you said we can then um, adjust our behavior or our circumstances in a way to suit them for example like I found out about networking events I know that I can have a great time at the beginning but then I need to take some time alone and you know if I jam pack my week full of very sociable things, then I know that's going to take its toll on me. So I take a step back.
0: You know what I've discovered too, Kat? I think perception is everything, right? There's a phrase, there is no reality, only perception. And I think one of the problems with with both introverts and extroverts is we can be misinterpreted. So the more clarity we have about ourselves and others around us, the better we can communicate on the same level.
1: So true. And I think employers are I think becoming more and more aware of this stuff but at the same time it's going to take ourselves to be aware of it as well and yeah I I certainly know uh, for example I know a lot of shy extroverts and yeah there are so many variations within the the spectrum.
0: Let's, let's dovetail on that because you, you mentioned shy extroverts, which seems like a paradox, but it's absolutely true. How does one overcome shyness in business? Because now you're really helping people work through their personality and leverage uh, what they do well.
1: Yeah. So whereas I, as far as I know, introversion and extroversion, because that's more to do with how our brain is wired, that's not really something we're going to change very much. However, shyness, I really think, um, is self-confidence, I guess, on a sort of maybe just like a a different kind of way of putting it. That is something that we can definitely work on. And I think it's really, for me and with some of the people I'm working with, it's about getting to the root beliefs, which are often really hard to spot, right? It's Mm -hmm. like we, we might be aware that there are these things called limiting beliefs. But if we have them it's hard to spot them because it's, it's like looking at your own ear. You can't see it unless you've got a mirror. So that's when I think it comes to either working with someone or just talking to other people who are experiencing similar things. And, you know, that's when you start becoming more aware of these limiting beliefs we might be holding
0: So speaking of limiting beliefs, what about being an introvert and an entrepreneur? Because in my, uh, again, perception of an entrepreneur, and and I am an entrepreneur, one needs to be out there pounding the pavement, developing business, being seen and heard. And it does take a lot of energy. And extroverts thrive in that scenario. Introverts need a little more recharge time. So what about being an introvert entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, and I'm starting to... Think that this was the older model, and that definitely with a lot of those books I've read, the sort of Dale Carnegie esque stuff, Mm. that we think that entrepreneurship is reserved for the more outgoing people. But I think now, because of you know social media, love it or loathe it, I do think there are a lot of things that introverts can take advantage of. Um, For example, I know now not to put pressure on myself. When I'm in a group of people and I know that if I can just connect with one or two people and do my thing and really listen and acknowledge them and, you know, really form bonds one at a time, that goes a lot further than me attempting to put on this extroverted, you know, front that people can see through and never really flies because it's not me. Mm. So what I encourage people to do is really just work out what feels good to them and I think this is what's so great about the kind of online business world and entrepreneurship. I think there's something, maybe it's me being naive, but I really do think there's something for everyone. And as long as you can kind of play to that and show that side of yourself, there will be other people who will connect with that because it's the real you.
0: Now, Kat, you also talk about PR and marketing strategies for those who might be shy or others who might be introverted and are entrepreneurs. So give us some tips in that arena.
1: Well, I think one of the things that I've learned is that you don't have to do certain things. So, for example, a lot of people have been told, if you want to get in touch with a journalist, pick up the phone. And the truth is that isn't necessarily the case. A lot of journalists, and I've heard this from journalists, actually are sometimes too busy to pick up the phone and that a good email will go a long way. So I teach people how to write really effective bespoke personalized emails and I think this is something that introverts for example are generally really good at. We tend to be better at expressing ourselves in written form than maybe direct one-to-one, um, maybe not one-to-one, we're pretty good at that, but just speaking off the cuff, which can be a little bit stressful.
0: So can you give me an example? I don't need you to create a whole email in real time, but is it is it the subject line, you know, that's eye-catching? How might I distinguish myself in an email when I'm reaching out to an influencer?
1: I think it's a mixture of things. I, I do think, yeah, even down to the subject line, I think, you know, we, we open our emails dependent on that. But I think it's um, being personal and, you know, doing your research. So it does definitely take longer than having this template and thinking that that's going to work. I think it's really becoming almost a fan of the person before you think that they can help you. And and I think that's just how it is. And yeah, it's going to take a bit more time, but the more practice you have in doing that, the quicker you'll get at it. So I know now that, there is so much information about everyone online. There really are no excuses about right. not doing your homework.
0: You've got to do your research. Exactly. What about brevity, though? We're always inundated with email, the long ones, the scrollability. Any thoughts about being brief?
1: So I think it's it's generally said now uh, that, you know, you do want to keep it as brief as possible. However, from testing this out myself, it, it all depends on the person. And if there's a lot to connect on so if i do have a lot in common with them and i really want to get that out um or if there's a lot at stake then the email probably will be quite long and fair enough if they don't get back to you um then maybe it was never going to work but i think this whole uh suge- i've heard a lot of people suggest um email somebody and say, can I send you some information about blah, blah, blah. Right. And I honestly don't think that that's very helpful because to me, that's just another email to answer. I agree. Whereas if you get it all out in that first one, they can decide. Um, But there are definitely ways of making it clearer, just making sure that um, it's not one massively long paragraph that, you know, every paragraph is like one or two sentences max, that you use bullet points, that you make it easy to read.
0: Love it. Yeah. Kat, you also do some great work in helping others increase their confidence and self-esteem. And you've created these mindset exercises. Tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's um, about breaking things down. So I think some of the advice out there might be to do these kind of um, cold turkey things and get out there and scare yourself silly. And while I'm all for scaring yourself I think it can be done in baby steps so I like to break things down to a the, the tiniest possible step and then turning that into a routine so for example when I was really scared and I still am a little bit uncomfortable with it but with video uh, I started by just making little 30 seconds videos to myself on my phone and I think now with stuff like Facebook live and all of these opportunities we have to connect with our audience through video that was important to me. And I knew that if I could just break it down to something that I could add on to my normal daily routine, then I it would become it. less scary.
0: Yeah, so you desensitize yourself to it with little, little incremental steps. Well done.
1: Exactly.
0: So you talk a lot Cat about using habits to face fears and step outside of the comfort zone. And again, these impact our confidence and our self-esteem. So tell us a little bit about the habits that, that you use to face your fears.
1: Well, it, yeah, again, like the video one, it, it, it could be anything. It could be anything that you can break down into a little chunk. Um, another one I do is just journaling. It's definitely a, a daily thing. Is just writing down some of the things that I might be resistant to or what am I avoiding? Uh, How do I know this to be true? And that habit of journaling in the morning, I tend to do this, but you could do it whenever. I do think that in the morning it's most helpful, but just going through and really trying to uh, bring out into the open any of these little fears or beliefs that might be holding us back.
0: Beautiful. Now, Kat, you've created the League of Creative Introverts, which is your online membership community. Tell us all about that and how we can check it out.
1: Sure. Yeah, this this all came about because I really just wanted to scratch my own image. I wanted to connect with other uh, creative introverts online. And that's grown from being a little Facebook group to a whole online membership site where all my creative introverts get access to monthly resources that I add uh, when they sign up, they get a free training um, coaching session with me. And yeah, we get accountability buddies and basically help support each other because we're all going through this stuff. And even though introverts are good at being alone, we don't want to be lonely. So
0: yeah, beautifully put. So Kat, how can we follow you online? I know you're active on Twitter and Facebook and in- Instagram. How about our global listeners? How can they reach out to you?
1: So I'm at Creative Intro on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And my site is thecreativeintrovert.com.
0: Brilliant. Hey, I have to ask, just for fun, since I'm an extrovert and you are an introvert, what does give you energy as an introvert? I'd be delighted to hear.
1: Sitting at home in my uh, pajamas, uh, maybe doing a little bit of crochet, drinking hot chocolate. Oh, that's (laughs) beautiful. Well before my time, but... That that suits me. (laughs) I think
0: that's splendid. Well, you enjoy it. Well-deserved. Kat, what a delight to have you on the show. I so appreciate your wisdom and expertise. I wish you continued success, and I hope our paths cross again soon.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks, Kat. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. The show is now available on iTunes. YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Be sure to subscribe so you get new shows every week and leave a comment about what's important to you in the career world, and I'll consider your idea for a future show. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.